high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Justin Higginbottom. This is your news for Wednesday, September 28th. Yesterday was an open house showcasing the first eight homes of Royal Crossing. The public was allowed a peek inside that new affordable housing neighborhood built with help from the Housing Authority of Southeastern Utah and local nonprofit Community Rebuilds. The development will provide homes for local workers who would otherwise likely be priced out of the housing market. Workers like Ryan Kachmar. He's a skydive instructor. We're standing in my new home. <laughs> yeah, as soon as everyone's done with the open house here at 7 p.m., yeah, we can move in. His favorite part of the home is the kitchen. The countertops we put a lot of effort into. We have like a copper island countertop and the uh, concrete counters on everything else and we put a bunch of recycled beer bottles in here so it like shines in like the sunrise glow. It looks really cool. Bridget Peterson works for the National Park Service. Her favorite part of her new home is also the kitchen. She's showing me the room's colorful wall tiles. Like I'd found this picture online of this beautiful like southwestern themed kitchen and I was like I want my kitchen to look like this and so I've kind of been referencing that picture throughout the whole process and whenever a decision had to be made just you know, referring to that picture and being like, okay, whatever matches this the closest. And the backsplash is a big thing in that kitchen. Homeowners in this development receive a low loan rate, making the homes affordable, in exchange for volunteering in the construction. Peterson had no previous home building experience. I was excited to kind of learn. Um, that was one of the draws to the program for me was, I know it's going to be a lot of work, but I will come away with these skills that hopefully I can use in the future as well as um, you know, building my own home. Besides the kitchen, her favorite part of her new home is the neighbors. They're all locals and even around the same age group. A friend group and a building group and a support group for when things uh, got really hard and, and a lot of work and everyone was tired. But uh, and now we're, we're going to be neighbors and planning a block party eventually for out here and, and we're really excited. It's going to be a great neighborhood. Candace Gary is one of Peterson's neighbors. She's a special education teacher. There's a high demand for teachers in Moab. It's hard to attract workers to the area with sky-high housing prices. Gary was going to be forced to leave before she was offered this house. It's cool to have a place that I feel, you know, is for the actual, like, people who live in Moab. I mean, I was homeless for a little while and couch surfing, and it's really frustrating to drive past, like, a bunch of luxury condos, you know, that are empty in the winter, but like you have no place to live because, you know, rich people have to have their second and third house. Her favorite parts of the new house are the things that aren't so visible. For example, there's little pieces of her neighbor's homes built into hers. And also, under the walls, like people that did my straw wall, they wrote little messages and fun things, so there's lots of good juju. And I put crystals in the walls, and there's weird little sculptures in this wall. So if anybody tore down the house, they'd find some fun things. There are plans for 300 units in this neighborhood, a mix of single-family homes and apartments, to buy and to rent. But the common ground is that these homes will be for residents and workers. An off-highway vehicle advocacy group is suing Moab elected officials over recent noise and business regulations. In a lawsuit filed Monday, nonprofit Blue Ribbon Coalition and 12 local businesses allege Moab's governing bodies illegally attempted to regulate ATVs off the streets. Molly Marcello has more. 
In the lawsuit, businesses including High Point Hummer, Cliffhanger Jeep Rental, and Moab Cowboy Off-Road Adventures say they are owed at least $1 million in damages. They're alleging they have lost clients, sales, and even employees when the county and city revised public noise ordinances and issued a joint moratorium on new OHV businesses and events. They say Moab's lawmakers intentionally enacted regulations to limit the amount of ATVs legally allowed on roads. It seems like the intention on this noise ordinance was always coming from a place of we're going to hurt them. We're going to do this to restrict their access and to prevent them from being able to do this thing that they've been doing. Ben Burr, the director of the Blue Ribbon Coalition, speaking to KZMU News in March. That's when the organization first filed a notice of claim. Their detailed lawsuit alleges local leaders acted with malicious intent against the rights of ATV-related businesses. The popularity of ATVs has exploded in Moab in recent years, bringing daily tours and private vehicles through residential streets on their way to local trailheads. Hundreds of locals are now members of an online group advocating for quiet in community spaces. We all share this soundscape. Local Pete Gross helped spearhead a grassroots sign campaign in Moab. Blue lawn signs around town say, we support quiet streets. Gross says ATV enthusiasts are just one recreational user group. That is appropriating the the entire soundscape, if you look at the decibel levels, for their own use. And that's just not right. But curbing noise emitted from ATVs while staying within the law has been a struggle for local government. Last year, Grand County enacted a series of regulations on ATV-related rental businesses, including mandatory noise testing of their fleets. But these regulations were lifted after state lawmakers made it illegal in state code. Local and state lawmakers have often been at odds over regulating ATV noise. In March, Burr from the Blue Ribbon Coalition framed it as an access issue. I do think there is an organized, committed political movement that exists to shut down motorized access to public land. And noise regulation is one of the tools they use to restrict this activity. There are groups that want to just end it permanently for their own political reasons. The lawsuit names 17 local elected officials and staffers as defendants, including Grand County Attorney Christina Sloan. In an email to local media, she said the county's decisions have been, quote, grounded in science, law, and ethics. And while the economic rights of our local ATV businesses are important, they are not absolute. Sloan goes on to say that noise pollution is a health and safety issue and its regulation a, quote, legitimate government interest. For KZMU News, I'm Molly Marcello. Officials across the region are looking into property tax relief, especially for seniors. As the Mountain West News Bureau's Milwaukee reports, the effort comes as many people on fixed income struggle to pay their yearly bills. In Wyoming, average property taxes rose more than 16% in the past year, according to the state. Susan Martin is a longtime Casper resident who testified at a recent legislative committee. She says her bill goes up more than $1,000 every tax season just because home prices around her keep rising. Social security is not going up. Everything else is going up at the supermarket and everywhere else. I mean, you're just going to squeeze people until they can't afford their homes anymore and they're out. 
One way lawmakers in the region are trying to put money back into seniors' pockets is through targeted refund programs, which are in some cases seeing record demand. Other places, like Nevada and Idaho, are trying exemptions so certain low-income folks are paying less taxes in the first place. However, many housing advocates say those programs are either poorly advertised, don't provide enough relief, or have asset requirements that are too strict. For the Mountain West News Bureau, I'm Will Walkie. And that's the KZMU News for Wednesday, September 28th. Get your community-powered journalism Monday through Friday at noon and 7. You can also find KZMU News anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.